everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Just when you think you've heard about everything, somebody comes along and presents some things you've never heard, or at least never heard presented that way. Craig Stidham is a veteran photographer that knows his way around a camera and a sales room. He's a big proponent of selling himself, and he's implemented some really clever concepts to make that happen. Get ready to learn from someone who's been around the block a couple times and still evolving every year. Start out telling me who you are. Uh, so I'm Craig Stidham. I'm from Texas. I've been a photographer for way over 20 years. I <laughs> uh, started way back in the film days, obviously. Um, you know, I have an MFA. Um, man, I don't know. I hate floating my own boat. Um, interned with a fashion photographer. Learned how to do lighting, tweaking, polishing, that kind of stuff. Um, my first digital or my first film camera is an Nikon F3. Never owned a 35 millimeter after that. Mm. Ended up going uh, Hasselblad ELX, mm-hmm. INR P2s, and Deerdorf 810. Um, commercial work just all uses view cameras and Hasselblads. And then digital came out, and art directors got really cranky. They wanted their work ASAP. Yeah. And so I was forced to go digital. Ended up getting a Nikon digital camera. Um, then ended up getting a phase one camera. The autofocus was crap. So right. I ended up going back to Nikon and now looking into getting the new phase one X, what is it, XF 150 bodies. That's where you want to go. Yeah. So yeah. I'm in. I'm in talking with phase one and I'm sponsored by capture one. Yeah. So, you know, I run their software. It's the mm-hmm. most amazing software on the planet, but, mm-hmm. um, so I've done, I've done a pretty good job. So now, you know, I'm talking with them about, Hey, you know, large discount would be nice. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so they said they've improved their autofocus. So back to medium format. You well, know. by now they should have. Yeah. You know, it was the, based on the, uh, Mamiya system, the mm-hmm. Mamiya 645, so the autofocus is just too slow for, um, but now that Nikon has incorporated the high pass or the no pass filter mm-hmm. on their stuff, you know, you kind of get that. The 850 has that medium format look, definitely yeah. the resolution. I don't know. It's all personal preference and manliness, you know, bigger the camera, the better, I guess. It's like Cobra Jets. <laughs> what do you specialize in? Uh, commercial fashion is where I earn my bread and butter, so mm-hmm. commercial work is where I'm at. Um, I do like to see seniors. Most everybody sees the senior stuff, but that's just because where I live is in the Bible Belt, and I can't post, you know, commercial fashion work on a bunch of other normal everyday websites. Just you're under contract until the like the campaign releases. So, okay. You know, uh, you could shoot a job six months later. You'd start showing images on it. You know. Um, Anyway, so I actually carry around two different portfolio books. I actually have a commercial right. high-end yeah. book that is in print. I think print is becoming a lost art. Um, it's nice to see your work big, you know? Yeah. So my personal portfolio is 16 by 20. Right. Um, just because it's nice, it's big, you get to see the detail. Retouching has become such a massive factor that if you have a 16 by 20, it will show the quality of the retouching. So It's an interesting limitation that I don't think a lot of people think about sometimes when you just said it's nice to see your work big and in order to do that for the most part you need to print I mean you're not you're not carrying around I mean a a 12.9 inch iPad right right is considered big regarding screens Right. right. If you're going to, if you're going to, you know, take I, them around. I did that too. I actually carried my portfolio on an iPad and, you know, at first, you know, art directors were like, Ooh, interesting. But right. if you want to go to that extra step and like massively lock in their attention right. and get right. them to slow down and not like right. just, you know, troll your portfolio, you know, right. you've got your whole life and they're like, you know, less than a millisecond. They're like, no, 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 you know? Right. And so you want them to troll that and really get to know you and see the quality that you're producing. Yeah. yeah, print is the way to go. I mean, also to see it in print, if the final product that you're going to give them is going to be printed, 
right is important as well i would imagine well, you know in the end result they will do it so no matter what it is it's i mean if it gets published magazine airport mm-hmm. internet i mean you know down the road somewhere it's going to be printed it's going to get printed yeah. right yeah i also recommend totally producing your work on the media that is the end result mm-hmm. you know so you know if you're doing a black and white campaign print it on like a fine art paper mm-hmm. so it still looks like a magazine spread or a right. tear sheet you sure. know um if you're going to do a regular image you know print it on glossy paper uh, not a lot of people are in i don't know in my world there's not a lot of people that go you know ooh, matt they like to see that <laughs> color you know so you know i always print like on gloss or metallic paper metallic for me is the best i really enjoy that because it pops paper. so much yeah the color saturation mm-hmm. i mean it's just a bit more accurate you know it takes a little a bit of people say yeah. ooh, matt that's yeah hilarious. it's like eh, you know ooh, Matt. yeah <laughs> so um i do that um you know, if it, again, if you're going to print something black and white, like Briida, Briida, the Hammer Mule Briida, 320, yeah. or what is it, 325 gram rag paper, mm-hmm. freakishly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just print your media so it represents what the final print would be, you know. Now, you're, we were talking yesterday. Okay. And you were saying something that caught my attention that I was hoping you would talk about today. And it's essentially, you were talking about selling yourself. Yes. So, um, you know, when you when you talk with other photographers and, you know, everybody wants to know, like, what are your packages? You, um, and we're talking about portrait work, not commercial fashion sure. work. Okay. So we'll just talk about, like, you know, seniors, families, that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you... When you have your list and you're presenting them, you know, a lot of people do, you know, a whole bunch of products, uh, metals, print, albums, you know, mix and match, all of that. And, you know, you think about it and you break something down to the most stupidest, simple, like hydrogen. That's it. It's just one molecule. Like it doesn't get any smaller than that, (laughs) you know, you know, it doesn't get any smaller than that. It's so basic. Okay. So when you break it down, then, you know, photographers are marketing, hunting, getting a single client, taking that, shooting it, selling it, and then that client goes away, and then they start that process over for the next client. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that if you shoot a client one time, you get good stuff. But if you shoot that same client again, you get better stuff. So if you shoot that client again, you get even more interesting stuff. So the more you shoot them, the more they get comfortable with you, that kind of stuff. So that process led me into, holy crap, did you understand like I'm the photographer and I'm not selling myself. Like yourself should be the number one selling item on your price list. Anytime you photograph like, um, let's, let's just use a senior for example, you know, and you, you, you're in the sales presentation and they're looking at their first round of images and you're like, Hey, that was a lot of fun. They were like, yeah, I'm like, you want to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> and so you sell yourself, you sell another session. I mean, why not? You, you are the product, you know, make yourself a product and sell yourself. And so, so during the sales appointment, yes, you offer you try to book another session. Yeah, try to book another session. I right. mean, because your session is a product. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. When they call you and say, hey, I would like to book. Right. They booked you. You were the product. Right. And then prints and other, you know, media forms after that are like what we considered sub-products. Right. So always hit that root level. Sell yourself, you know. And there's a lot of people that do like, uh, again, just strictly talking like portraits or seniors, you know. Um, if you you know, the big parachute dress was a big concept yep. back in the day. You know, crazy makeup is a big concept. Uh, glitter beauty work was a concept. Um, you know, uh, dance. I saw I saw some stuff on, uh, we're at a local conference, and I saw some stuff in a group. You know, people were doing dancers, you mm-hmm. know. And so, you know, if you get a senior in, instead of trying to shoot, like, casual clothes, prom dress, something nice, you know, kind of just stay with casual clothes. And then the mom says something like, you know, hey, she's a dancer. Okay. Well, 
if you shoot everything, you could sell another session and then just strictly concentrate on dance images so that you have the time and you're only focused on one thing that you can, you know, pull the absolute best out of that particular item. So as opposed to incorporating a dance outfit, say, right. into one of their outfits that they're coming in for their senior pictures, right? you're talking about kind of extracting that piece out and making it its own experience, its own session. Yeah, because then you could so like you could slow down and create a massive art piece out of that image, right. you know? Because you're not worried about I gotta go to this location, I gotta right. go to that location, I gotta go to this studio. It doesn't I need, get mixed up with all the yeah, rest of the stuff. It's not a rush. You're not rushing through it, you know. Right. You have one entire session, no matter how many whatever hours you want to put into it, and you're literally focusing on one thing. So that's a good way that that's a great way that you can use to essentially sell it to them, you know, yes. or pitch it to them. Yeah. Right? So then they buy another session. You might, you know, incorporate like one big wall print. So it, you know, you're going to have to package it up, make it yourself. But mm -hmm. so for me, mine would incorporate like, you know, it's a special session. So you're sell yourself and then that includes the shoot and we're only concentrating on one outfit. So we're not. You only need one print, you know, and then, you know, wall prints are amazing. So if you're going to spend all that time and create something beautiful, obviously you want it to be displayed large. So yeah. you're forcing that client to, right. you know, buy one wall print. So, uh, you, you know, we do something like the session in a 1620 and then, you know, if they want to upgrade, then they see the small, um, you know, amount. So for instance, you know, let's just say you sell a 16, I'm using round arbitrary sure. numbers so sure, people sure, don't sure. get mad at us, you yeah, know. Right. But let's just say you sell a 1620 for like a hundred bucks. Well mm -hmm. then if you want to do 20 by 24, you would only say like upgrade for $30, right. upgrade for $40, right. you know. So they're looking at the 30 or $40. Yes, exactly. Right. They're looking at the smaller numbers, not right. the big like $230, right. $330. Right. Yeah. Because that money's already spent. Correct. And it's done, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it's just, you know, these little tidbits of stuff is just a good, you know, way to just keep that customer coming back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, money spent. So, you know, if they drop a chunk of change for the session and the originals, then they just turned around and dropped another chunk of change for an extra session of the deal. And, you know, it never happens that they always have to get like retouching done and right. then they end up buying extra little things, sure. you know, and, um, in my case, I sell portfolio books. And so, the the dance scenario that we were using so that right. they would get that dance session and then that one wall print yeah that parent you know you always would say you know it'd be really cool you could order an uh you know like 11 by 14 to put in your portfolio book so then you have one on the wall one in your book right and they're like oh yeah well, you know we got room let's add it in our book and right so anyway so you so you're the the session that you're the, the next session that you're booking is part of the session fee or maybe the package or whatever you're selling them or a piece of that is part of that sale too right like you're because you're collecting the money for that next session right yeah they when you went on on original session you know you write down like so many wall prints so right. many eight by tens you right. know all the retouching included. The next and then, session is a line item in that And the sale. next session is a line item, exactly. Right. So right. they bought a right. session in the original ordering right. process. So then you total that, you get grand total, and then they come back in a couple weeks and you start over. And guess what? Now you have session print, a couple add-on prints, and you might even sell yourself again right. if you have a cool concept. I think it's crazy that all these years I've never heard it put this way or really thought about it this way where the this another session is essentially a product that they can order in a sale and it's something that you funnel them into um to add it just as another line item to that sale i don't know why yeah it, it was an epiphany for me trust me i've been doing it a long time and it dawned on me one day like you know um you know, you are, they call you, you know, from your marketing or whatever, and they want your product. Right. So right. then it's like, holy crap, I am the product. Right. So I was like, you know, you're thinking to yourself, I've never sold myself again. Right. So now I push, you know, I'll usually, on a good note, you might get an original session, 
sold a session and then a third one right rarely you know you have to have something original something cool you know well that's why i like the way that you extract the one piece so instead of like the dancing thing i think is a great example because if somebody's really into dance it would make a lot of sense that they would want an experience focused on that right you know uh, also like in addition to their right their senior session and and part of this happened kind of back a ways uh good friend joel grimes i mean Mm -hmm. amazing photographer master like joel you know (laughs) joel's joel's a great great human being so um but when joel came out with the you know teaching on you know publicly teaching how he was doing the hdr sports that was the biggest pool session because it takes you know a special like you have to do it like on a white background i was doing it on a gray background that's for me personally i found that to work pretty good Mm -hmm. but then you would go in the studio you know do like grungy eye black you Mm -hmm. know glycerin sweat all that get that stuff done in the studio but then on your spare time, you had to go out and HDR the location you were going to composite that to. And then, you know, so there was a lot of steps in there mm-hmm. and you couldn't give a, I mean, you could do that, but if you extracted it out, you made more money. Right. You know, so sure. that was like the first awakening of the process. Right. Um, I did that for just a little bit, just like everybody else did. You know, Joel's amazing. And to me, as an artist, I got to thinking, okay, Joel's concept is amazing. That's his, okay, I mastered that a little bit, but it never belonged to me in the first place. So I never felt right, like continuing to do it. So that just dropped off, you know, and that's just respect from one artist to another artist. Mm -hmm. That's, that's Joel's thing. Let Joel do it, Mm -hmm. you know, just kick back and admire it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So... I don't do the HDR like sports composites and stuff like that anymore. It's not that it's not being called for. To me, it's like I'm stepping on his toes, and that's again comes down to like a respect thing. You're you just know? focusing on your own style and your yeah, own look. my own style, my own work. You know, I don't want to be somebody else's style and I work. Get it. You know, so you have to be your own artist. You know, sure. But anyway, so that's a product. Um, well, step stepping back okay. from all of it because you mentioned that you've been doing this for a while. Okay. And I, I, I find it interesting when I get to talk to somebody that's been doing it for a while. What, what, have, the, what have the challenges looked like for you in the last 20-some years? Like, what are, the, what are the hard times look like? What are the, what are the rough spots look like for you? Because you've kind of been there and done that, right? Right, right. You've kind of been around the block, so to speak. Um, okay, so are we talking about, like, how do we personally sure make our stuff up okay so something that i do that's you have to be self-critical of yourself and um let's just take um 2018 for example okay all right so in fairly recent fairly recent (laughs) i mean i know we'll get to back you know but this is just it like it comes to me okay so in 2017 Uh every time i did a photo shoot whether it be commercial fashion senior i don't really shoot i don't ever shoot families Mm -hmm. you know usually i laugh i'm like if you're shorter than this i don't take your picture (laughs) (laughs) but case in point over all the genres, over all the stuff, anytime I was working on an image and I was like, dude, that's a cool image, mm-hmm. I would always send off and get like a five by seven made, at least a five by seven. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of kept that in like a little cheap five by seven plastic sheet holder. Yeah. And then at the end of the year during like January or, you know, December, January, when it's snowy, icy, cold, and you're a little bit on the slow side, right. that's a good time to self reflect. Uh huh. Well, as I was looking through my 2017 stuff, I realized that amongst all my other friends that are out there and then just what you see from like amazing professional retouchers, that my skin was lacking. I mean, you know, people might like say, oh, you have good work. Well, for me, being critical of myself, you know, the challenge was to work on skin. Okay. So 2018 has been my year of solely concentrating on how do I improve my skin Mm -hmm. and it doesn't come down to like lighting and photography it comes down to are you in there like fine-tuning the color corrections Mm -hmm. you know when you get into retouching I do it all by hand I don't do anything automated um you know so do it yourself I do it myself um on the good stuff if I need to send stuff out trust me I outlab it to professional retouchers Mm -hmm. it's you know that's something too that um 
we'll get into that topic in just a second. Okay. But I was working on skin, so like, how do you? It's not necessarily like how do you light it and shoot it. It's how do you clean it and retouch it mm. so that it's exactly realistic. You right. know, um, we do get you know models. I've had art directors go, "I like your work," and it's because they've got the texture. You know, they're like, "Oh, that skin is dewy and glowy," and mm-hmm. you know, it's not like wax. So, how do you retouch without it looking retouched? A lot of time and effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some good stuff out there. Uh, right now, the new big hot thing is like frequency separation. I know it. Yeah, yeah doing different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Frequency separation is kind of like grandmother's brownies. Mm-hmm. There's a million recipes on how to make it work. Right. You have to find what looks best for you. Right. What your style It's like Photoshop best. in general, really. Yeah, exactly. And there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Right. You know, so, you know, that works. But again, the self-reflection for me has always been something I've always done. Mm-hmm. You know, one year from me during um like you said um when we were back in film you know you could take um you know like say t-max t-max 100 and the kodak bible said to develop in t-max uh developer you know, so it'd be something like 68 degrees, 10 and a half minutes, right. you know, and a lot of us would think, you know, okay, well, T-Max film and T-Max developer was too contrasty. So we would use like D76. Mm-hmm. Well, then it was like D76 straight, 68 degrees, 13 minutes. But then you could go, <laughs> well, let's do like D76 one to one, you know, and you kind of soften up that film a little bit. And so, mm-hmm. you know, with the father of black and white, Mr. Ansel Adams himself, right. you know, there were so many recipes concoctions dilutions and you kind of you know got to get in there and you created with your hands yeah you know and then and digital just didn't really ever make a great black and white and so now the, as far as like the hard times you know it's come a long ways i long i think way. i like i like my black and whites i think yeah. they look really good you yeah. know but you know we've all had to kind of find a way to make photoshop and digital and technology and resolution and mm-hmm. all that stuff and then printing also you know um you know for instance uh if you if you have a black and white and you send it to a lab in general and you get like a glossy or a matte it always has a color base to it but if you get a fine art print and it's off of like a you know a canon 2400 printer and you yeah. have a fine art paper you can print strictly with black and grays and that ink and that looks a bit more like oriental seagull fiber-based paper from back in the day you know so um that's just kind of where it works as far as the hard times and such um you know every christmas we get a new crop of photographers you know um (laughs) okay every summer that you know there's a crop that gets harvested and cut and they lose you know um there's a lot of you know self-learning self-taught youtube photographers there's a lot of youtube videos out there i personally say limit your limit your youtubeness you know Mm -hmm. or Um, very at the very least be careful yeah i mean there's there are right ways and wrong ways to do things you know it's up to you and if you're successful um you know, albeit go with it, you know, but. Well, the tough part is that uh, with something like YouTube, you have a platform that's so immense that there's plenty of people saying this is the right way when in fact it is not. Correct. Uh, that's my point. And you so generally the best find edu- out the hard way. Yeah. So the best education for stuff like that is, you know, if you like someone's style, pick up the phone and call them, you know. Right. I mean, conferences where they're speaking or, right. you know, go get your hands Seek dirty. Them out. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean trial and error for one thing Uh, i find a lot of new photographers are afraid to fail well if you don't fail if you can't screw it up then you don't learn you don't get to go forward you know um i just talked to somebody about that yeah they said the exact same thing right so why do you think they're afraid to fail well because they're you know in right now like everybody and you hear this term being sloshed around to like like this is a no judgment zone oh hello it's artwork it's a judgment zone (laughs) I mean, you know, and if you post your stuff on social media, then all your friends are like, you're beautiful. You're the best. This right. is the greatest part. And you got three tangents in your artwork. You know, right. why right. don't we have a professionals deal where we could all like throw it in there, put on your alligator skin, your ice cream and your wooby, and mm. say, all right, this is my image. And then, right. you know, I would have loved back in the day to do black and white. And then Ansel Adams be on social media and be like, boy, you screwed it up. Yeah. There's no detail on the black. Right. You and know, tell, and tell me yeah. why. So yeah. then I and can, then I can fix it. it. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I mean, don't take mass criticism <clears throat> and, you know, get all butt hurt, you yeah. know? Right. And so learn. 
right open-minded you right. know i mean that's where art school and that's where college was i mean literally i had a teacher that would stand outside the classroom like she didn't know your work anyway and you would walk in push pin your images on the wall and then she would take roll outside when she came in she would like put her hands behind her back and it was like focused you know and she'd l- look at your image if your image was like a c she literally took it off the ground and threw it on the floor if it was a D, she stepped on her on her way to the next image. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if you were like, well, why did you step on my image? You failed. You didn't even get the option to reshoot. Okay. So if your image was on the ground, you shut up. After class, she kind of walk you through it. <laughs> and you maybe got an opportunity to redo it. Right. You know? Right. So. Well, that's one yeah, way to do it. Yeah, you have to grab. You put on the alligator skin, grab your Ben and Jerry's I, ice cream. I do think that it's, that it's extreme. That, that good critique can be super helpful. Oh yeah. And if you're not seeking that out, then, then you're missing out. Right. right? Um, I taught at the college. I taught photography at the college, mm-hmm. uh, for a little over eight years. And one of the students had come in and every time we were going to do like, you had to turn in your images and we were going to talk about them a critique basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would always come in and you would hear things around the hallways like, okay, we got self-defense in an hour, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause yeah. it was kind of harsh, but you know, everybody learns from that. Um, what have, what have, what have your victories looked like in the last 20 some years? Like if you, as you look back, like, what are you, what are you proud of? What are you excited about? What, what fired you up? What do you, what do you look back and think to yourself? Yep. I nailed it. That was awesome. That was an amazing achievement sort of thing. So I, this is you tooting your own horn a little bit. I'm uh, giving you I'm I giving you permission. I don't usually toot my own horn. I know. I'm I, asking you to do it. I'm asking uh, you to. Well, um, if, you, if you shoot something and it's massively successful, mm-hmm. and um, I got in one time with an art director, and... Um, you know, another photographer like legitimately had the flu and I didn't even know I was on the backup list. And then I got this call. She treated me like I was their first call. Yeah. And years later, she was just like, you're like a second call. <laughs> she told you later. Yeah. Uh, because we became friends, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I ended up shooting a job and, you know, they, this particular art director uh, was basically like, wow, you super, you know, you super exceeded our, our expectations. Right. And now we want to throw you this other big job and it happened to be like one of the caribbean jobs so you know they hand you a fedex deal with an airline ticket and you get a crew and you spend weeks out there shooting you know fabrics uh textures and that kind of stuff sounds like a good gig yeah so anytime (laughs) that you leave your studio and somebody pays you to go yeah that's an achievement especially to a place like that yeah yeah (laughs) you know and i'm in texas right Right, i mean i live in texas well I live in Texas and there is a crap ton of good photographers, but I just got back working for the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. So if you're working for the Hall of Fame, dang, you know, I pretty mean, good. it's pretty good. You know, I put in my dues. Right. Um, something that I started way back in the day that I continue to do now is um, if you're going to shoot, you know, anything, then shoot it. And then when you're in your brain, when you go, okay, I've got my shot. Take an extra few minutes and figure out how in the hell can I screw that up? Mm. You know, can I stand on something and change my perspective? Can I overexpose it? Can I underexpose it? Right. You know, um, you know, change the lens, mm-hmm. um, create a different angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, worst case scenario is you go, yeah, that didn't work. And you throw away the digital files, you know. Um, but in the positive remarks to that, you could get back on your, you know, your machine when you get home and just be like, whoa. Right. That was pretty cool. Right, like, right, uh, right. happy accidents. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You right. know, and then those happy accidents become habit. Right. Right. They're you not know? accidents anymore. Exactly. So this is really in my camera bag. I usually end up carrying like a little spiral notebook. Mm-hmm. And if you go through certain lighting situations, then, you know, let's just say Rembrandt, for instance, then, you know, your main light is 45 by 45. Mm-hmm. You get a triangle, mm-hmm. you know? So if you take that, you shoot it, you get your shot and then you're like, okay, let's screw this up. And so you take <laughs> this big butterfly, you throw it in there. You All got right. this diffuse light, you got an umbrella coming from the side. So you got split lighting. And then you're like, I'm gonna throw this red gel on here for whatever reason. And you just throw it on there <laughs> and right. you just created this modge of, yeah. you know, light. Right. And, you, you know, you click, you look at the Mac, and you're like, whoa, 
Yeah. Get the notebook out and legitimately write down what you just yeah. did so that later you can come back and experiment and play. Not well, play like, with a client. It's like keeping track of a recipe, though. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean. My wife it loves to cook and she makes great stuff. And sometimes it's better than others. And I'm like, this was really good. Yeah. What did you do? And she's like, I don't know. I just threw the and I and I'm like, but you didn't keep track of it. So how are you gonna? How, yeah, recreate it. it. Yeah, I learned to cook from my mother. I know we're kind of getting off subject, but my mom. Well, I, but, I would call my mom because <laughs> I went to college and I haven't been home. So I left at like eighteen, and I'm like now forty something, and I've never gone back home. You but know? if you don't keep track of what you did, right, you're not going to be able to repeat it reliably later on or so at I, least set it back up to experiment with it and kind of going yeah maybe enhance that a bit right, more you right, know right right um sorry i didn't mean to go off on a tangent but that's oh no what, I, that's where know. my mind went of course it went to food yeah but, food but yeah i think i think it's important to i like i like the fact that you keep a notebook right there so that you can write it down and be like well this is what i did this is how this was set up so that later on you can either continue that experiment or recreate it for a look that you know that you want Yes. In a different scenario. I actually have a really nice big book. Um, I had one from all the lighting diagrams and such from college to today. Mm. Unfortunately, I did have somebody come to our studio and discount five finger lift my. Really? Yes. Totally took my notebook. Oh, jeez. So I had a whole group of friends buy me this really cool leather notebook and everything. Um, And I've restarted with. You know, I was really depressed about it. And I was like, I'm not writing down anymore. And I was like, no, I can't do it. So I started rewriting down a bunch of lighting diagrams right. and stuff. But you know what I found? I flipped it to the back of the page and I started writing down like Photoshop toning things. Yeah. Like, so I started writing down like the new stuff, like digital yeah. and lighting at the right. same time. Same so, type of concept though. Yeah. Right. You know, if you, you know, I use Capture One Pro because it's amazing. And if you like, you know, in the color balance area yeah. if i go i'm going to do this and do that and do right. this and then you know you get this cool toning effect yep you know i know you could like save user profile but you then you have a ton a of them yeah, or an action yeah. in photoshop right yeah so anyway everything i do it might be the long way but it's my way and when it comes <laughs> to retouching i like to drink coffee in the mornings yeah. and retouch it's yeah. relaxing yeah. um and that's just me that's mine what does selling yourself look like in the next three years, five years, and beyond for you in your business? Um, that's really good. Uh, that's that's a pretty good question because right now I'm, I'm at a crossroads, uh-huh. and I think I finally have, like, taken the left turn. And really? I'm, yeah. I, I don't know. The more I think about it, I'm happier. So I think my left turn decision, you know, here in the last two years has been – really good and i'm gonna put it all out on the plank and see what happens and if i fail and i like start to go broke i can always revert because i haven't left the path too far so does it look like taking a risk oh it's yeah i think so you know so um what i like to do is in the off season um i like to shoot seniors why because seniors are tall and they're not kids and there's plentiful and it's just mad cash right you know um like for instance our seniors was able to take eight people to disney world this year so nice yeah you know now the commercial work paid all the bills but sure you know the senior work we splurged and went to disney and then went to universal and we had a good time this year but and my kids are about ready to leave the house Mm -hmm. so i'm like i need to kind of stay around for another year before i start just like totally taking out into the world (laughs) okay um but anyway so with the senior stuff there's like we were talking about every year there's a new crop of photographers everybody pops up and you know then of course you have the shoot and burns that i'll do it for freeze yeah you know you have all that stuff Mm -hmm. it's all out there it's all head trash Mm -hmm. you know stop worrying about it so much just focus on your own artwork and your own stuff people who appreciate that will come to you by head trash you mean like we make it into something that it's not because we're afraid of it or freaks us out or frustrates us or yeah you know like why are they all going to this person right right you know well take a look at yourself are they all going to that person because they have what everybody wants and your work's crap right you know or or you know whatever it's just head trash right you know you're you're the lot you're you are your own 
own critic. So right. if you are completely happy and satisfied with the quality and the amount of work you do, then right. that's where you're at. Right. For me, my biggest battle isn't really getting clients. My biggest battle is my clients think my work's $10,000. Mm. And it's just, it's because it's different from other senior people, you mm -hmm. know? And so you have to literally tell them like, no, you can afford me, you right. know? But the impression is that it's bigger, you know? Right. But that's just me constantly growing, changing. I always say that my work is the evolution of change. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do something and then move on. Mm -hmm. If you see, like, what's been real popular, I've seen amongst other senior photographers right now, is that they're going to, like, a public library and shooting in the library now. Okay. And I'm like, that's been done five or six times. You can see that on Instagram. Yeah. Stop doing it. <laughs> Clap your hands. Be like, that was awesome. Go find something different. <laughs> Don't keep doing the same Do something thing. Yeah. Else. The parachute dress is just aggravates the living hell out of me <laughs> because you've seen it a billion times. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? You yeah. want to continue doing that? Right. Like, clap your hands that was amazing go do something else right, you know right so for me it's you have the back to the whole you market you grab a client you shoot that client you turn them loose and you go back again it's a it's a repetitive cycle mm -hmm. you know so you you that's your cycle for me i like to you know get a client learn about that client sh photograph that client and then get to know them on a, on a different level. Right. And so I also like it when, you know, like our very first session, if you want to call it that, or their time that they come to the studio, we don't even pick up a camera. They literally come in to learn how to pose, how to move, Is what to right? do, just to freaking get comfortable okay. with a professional studio. Okay. Because, I mean, seriously, think about it. These kids... The only photos they've ever had done is at their school pictures. Yeah. They automatically hate their school pictures. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So then you get into a real working world. You have like a bronze color pair of 133 in their face. You have a reflector underneath. They're sitting on a deal with black foam boards on either mm -hmm. side. And these people are like, oh, what's going it's on? It's different. It's right. very different, right. you right. know. Um, and you're asking them to do things that they not normally do. Right. So if you can actually teach and train them and get them comfortable with it, then there's no pressure. So is that know? part of your consultation process or is this after they have booked a session? Well, they're going to book it. Yeah. So this is the new way. This okay. is just my new way. If it I works, know, great. I want to know your yeah. new way. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I like it. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep on going with okay. it, you know? Okay. And, for me, if I get, say, right, this year, I have 20 people doing this. Okay. And that's great. That's I'm, a good number. I'm happy with mm -hmm. it, you know. Um, keep in mind, it's, it's off-season. It's not full 100% senior business. Right. Okay, so it's like 20. I average, before this new process, I was averaging like 35, 40. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, ah, trying to keep up at the last minute. It's been a little bit. So for right. me to slow down makes me happy. Okay. Okay. So just Good. throwing that out there. Okay. So for me, I like the idea of that senior, they're booking you. Uh -huh. You've already taken their money. Right. So then you tell them, hey, the first time you come in, let's just train. Okay. And so they get really comfortable. And then they come back again and they're already comfortable. They're like, hey, I really am ready to do this. They, they have an acknowledgement. You know, and that could be a couple of days. Uh -huh. You could also kind of talk about like... You know, where do you want to go? How do so you want to do it? you're building a rapport you're with building, them, yeah. too. So then you shoot again. Right. And so my sessions is one year long. Oh, wow. Yeah, total new concept here. Okay. okay. So that senior gets to do whatever shoots we do in a full year. So some get six, some get eight, some get ten. It doesn't matter. But the whole concept is... They come in and they got comfortable. By the time you that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh shoot come along, you're starting to do different things, just like you would an agency model. Sure. So, for instance, you have your base stuff. Then you worked on spring stuff. Now you have winter stuff. You know. Nice. Now you have prom stuff. Now you have sports That's stuff. That's a big package. It's a huge package, but you're building a portfolio book right. in the end. You really are. Yes. So, you know, you think you do something and you get like 
five locations and you made an album well mm -hmm. if you look through that album you're trolling you're like oh yeah red dress red dress red dress jeans 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 <laughs> pair of shorts that's right, the end right, of it right. you know right, and right. so and it's all like in the same location and over you know over a time span you can have all of these other little things going on and so when that client walks in you call them by name you know you know like hey you know how's your boyfriend doing what's going on hey oh i saw you at the football right. game the other night that right. catch was amazing right, right and so now right. you have this massive personal level that right. you're on right well the upside of this so far has been like back in the day when facebook was original you could tag somebody and get free marketing yeah i'm working with that person right mm -hmm. and so they're seeing all this work and other parents are like man those images are awesome oh yeah craig's just doing this again oh yeah this one you know and so now that community that voice marketing is nine times more powerful creates quite a buzz huge yeah huge and so now i have like sophomores that are wanting to be in on that because right. once i you know like i only if you're a junior i'll take you because i've already booked my 20 seniors right so now i'm working Back. sophomore juniors right. and then i'm shooting seniors so i'm working two up so I've already have 20 this year and I have 15 for next year. So, so I left a little like bit the, of the Is this like the top of the line package? It's expensive. Right. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, you, you know? do other stuff too. But I do, this, yeah. This is just what... I don't know. See, I want to kind of calm down on that other stuff. Okay. I want to only just start with the 20 because like okay. I said, slowing down a little bit is good. Right. You know? Right. Um, and then towards the end of their big deal, like for instance, this year in September, we're going to Kona, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take our group of people right. uh, over a three-week span and we will be in Hawaii. And then in March... We have a group of people over a two weeks time frame in Hawaii. Amazing. And so we went to Hawaii last year and it was amazing. And so yeah. we're going back this year. Next year, we're thinking like Turks and Caicos oh and my. Costa Rica. Goodness. So, you know, we can plan this out. And when you do something like this also, you know, in the summertime, the year before, right? Yeah. Then, so right now, all my juniors, we're my seniors or my group of this year, my 20 this year are doing Hawaii. My... 15 we're already planning on like turks and caicos or costa rica right so those parents have buku time to stash cash right they know what's coming they know what's coming and yeah. they're already making prepayments right you know right. and they're just like this is amazing you know so the end product you know is legitimately just this massive you know 20 30 portfolio of you know, location Lots work, studio work, stuff. winter right. work, spring work, right. and a in a really cool trip, you know. Right. And so I don't know. That sounds like an incredible kinda way to sell yourself. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my thing. That's my brainchild right now. That's, that's awesome. kind of where I'm headed. Um it's great. Yeah. I, I'm not too sure I need you know um we still got some time, right? Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk about like um success. Okay. How do you define success? as a photographer mm -hmm. that's really what it kind of boils down to in the end yeah and so people say wow you're cutting back again you're only doing 20 well if i do 20 and this project of mine works out i'm successful right okay there i have friends that are out there and they have to do like a hundred seniors right. every freaking school team right. photo like they base their success on quantity you know yes so that's how they define successful and not all of us define successful is that so if you want to find peace with yourself and peace with your business so that you know like i'm doing good define success what is success for you you know for me success was if you want to talk about an achievement an achievement for me was when clients called and they were like hey we'd like a book a session i'm like all right i have tuesday nine o'clock in the morning well my kid's in school yeah i know take them out let's do it <laughs> right that's that's what's available that's what right. i got you know you can't right. go to the physicians and right. you know i right. mean right. you know right. and everybody says that but then there's all those people that are working saturdays and sundays right. and doing that kind of stuff right. you know so, so does success for you revolve around my success time my success revolves around my family. Right. So I'm a working stiff, just like everybody else in the world, right. you know? And so <clears throat> success for me is I have an eight o'clock call time. I will get up in the morning. I mean, my kid's got to be at school at 730. So right. you're up anyway, you right. know? Right. So I get to work and whoever I have, senior model, whatever, they're in makeup 738. 
Yeah. Okay. And then you do the photo shoot or whatever you got going on today. And if I can shut down at four o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. so then they're you know, like after school band practice, right. my, you know, any of those other after school activities right. that my kids are doing. Dinner. Then, yeah. Dinner <laughs> at a normal everyday With time. With your family. Yes. Yeah. And so then I'm home. Right. Now, Everybody knows that if you're a self-business person, you work 24-7. But I shut down. Well, I actually moved my workstation in my house to, like, the living room area. Mm. And it's kind of funny. It's kind of like I got my own, like, little TV tray. And so where you would put, like, a lazy boy... Yeah. I have a computer. So my <laughs> wife can sit on the couch and I could kind of sit next to her, but right. I'm still kind of working. Yeah. And my wife loves to just chill out and watch those dumbass shows yeah. like uh, <laughs> American Idol or any of that crap. Like she loves that stuff. And I'm just like, oh yeah, my God. Her and, you know, her and a few dude, hundred million yeah, other people. And like The Voice. I'm just right. like, whatever, you know, I, I could care less. And I'm just not a TV person to begin uh, with, okay. but I do like the connection. Of, well, you're there. I'm there. I'm right. in the same room. Mm-hmm. I'm undoing my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a grown up adult teenager except for instead of being on my phone i'm on a mac now you know? come on every once in a while someone's got to pull you away from your editing yeah. on one of those shows and you have to watch and but you i don't get pulled get away i just kind of look over the top of the monitor and be like yeah that was cool you know <laughs> and then go right yeah. back to it and then i'm just doing my thing right, so right. you know i get to shut down i get to have quality you know time and right. then you know because our house is set up where the TV and everything's in a completely different room. Right. And so then I just do my thing. And so defining yourself for, for success for me was being able to say, okay, I'm going to shoot Monday through Thursday. Yep. Um, now I've switched it to Tuesday to Friday. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I did Tuesday to Friday is because of my Mondays I was getting stood up. Oh, yeah. You know, people are like, oh, the weekend. Oh, right. crap. I forgot. I was supposed to right. be there. Yeah. So right. now Mondays are my like computer days Sunday's a day of rest and Monday's yeah, a day I'm of ca- recovery I'm Catholic I don't right. touch a camera or a computer on a Sunday right. right if I can help it I'm like right. no you know right um Sunday's a, I love to smoke barbecue obviously I'm from Texas yeah. so um you know that's you fire up the smoker you go to church and your fire is ready to go your brisket's on there it's <laughs> I like love it. yeah I you love know it. I love dinner it. at like two in the afternoon sure. yeah it, sure totally, that's for five hours yo yeah smoking <laughs> some ribs for like eight hours yeah yes yes <laughs> You know, your wife's like, my wife's like, dude, I ain't kissing you until you shower. You smell like smoke, you know? Yeah, I so, get that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's manhood. Lots of yeah, excuses. Yeah. But, you know, and, and so that's kind of, you know, defining yourself as success. What is success to you? Mm-hmm. You know, I see a ton of people, uh, other photographers are like, I'm only making 100000 or I'm only making 30000 Well, what's success to you? Right. You know, if you're, if you're, you know working at the studio from seven and it's dark outside and all your employees left and you lock the doors and you're the one still out there working because stuff needs to get done. Right. You know, if you love that life, you know, I did it, you know, um, when my daughter was born, um, I had, my wife was like, I don't care what you do, build a place, buy a place, rent a place. You're staying here. Mm -hmm. Like it was our very first child. We had an infant, you know, and my wife, like I said, she, I married the hospital. She wanted you around. Yeah. We, somebody had to be around, you know, even though we still put our kid in like daycare Mm -hmm. and I still had some time, you know, somebody had to go pick the child up from daycare and, you know, do stuff. So, you know, I thought about leaving the commercial world and I actually took a break from that for a while and kind of was like, I'll try this senior business thing out, you know? And for me, I designed, I defined successful as I had to be up there with like all the other people, you know, I Mm -hmm. had to do like, you know, a hundred seniors and I, you know, I started out small and worked my way up and then I was like, Oh, we're doing 75 seniors. Oh, we're doing a hundred seniors. The minute I hit like 120 seniors in a, you know, time span, I was that person where, you know, my six employees left and, and it was just, it you. was me, yeah. you know, I was there until 11 o'clock and then I was back up and coming back to the studio oh, to finish buddy. more stuff. And I was just, I was like, this is not a good way to run my life. 20 sounds better than 120 to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, you have to be at peace. And that's what I did is, you know, actually I was at a conference, a Catholic conference, and they were talking about being successful and being at peace. And I believe that firmly, you know, like to me, you know, back in the day, 40 seniors was good, you know, and I could shoot and do it in a timely manner. I never, I wasn't really ever rushed to do something. And then I moved on and, you know, I was making good money at it. I was paying my bills and I don't outlive, we don't 
my family doesn't outlive their means. Right. Like I still drive a 12 year old truck because you can right. throw light stands in the back and nobody cares. You don't worry about it. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, right now we do have the date night car, but you have a date night car. Yeah, we have the date night. What car. is it? The, currently our date night car is a 66 VW Beetle Gosh. classic restored and everything like that. So, awesome. Yes. I, I do. Uh, I'm looking to do like a 1988 Porsche 911. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I just love the design and the body and stuff yeah. like that. So I think that would be cool to have. And that would be the new date night car. But currently the date night car is a little 66 full. So is the 88 Beetle. like really rounded? It's the one with like the rounded headlights, right. like the rounded fenders. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. You, like Matchbox was famous for making that I know. little Porsche. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's not like the new 911 mm -hmm. Turbo. You know, I don't know. Uh, it, to me, it has well, to it have design. It's, it's maybe it's an art thing. Dollars. Yeah, it's right. like an art thing. You know, right. it's got to have design and shape right. and right. mood right. and that. You know, to me, like you know, those older Carreras just had it and that's i was so like great. i want one you that's know so great so where anyway. can people find you on 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 the internet uh my website is just craigstenham.com um you know just like everybody else's it's out there mm -hmm. i update it for you know less than frequent mm -hmm. <laughs> but in reality if you want to see what's going on what's current what and all that stuff uh instagram's the way to go again mm -hmm. it's just craig stidham instagram handle mm -hmm. um not on facebook i took the business off of facebook a long time you ago did. yep i did i only keep facebook around just because of the uh, group chats and sure. stuff like that if you send me a friend request i probably still have like 200 friend requests <laughs> yeah. i never go through them yeah. i'm just yeah. like whatever yeah. um i just honestly hate facebook <laughs> I do, seriously. I mean, we're not friends. So I try to not use that product unless I have to. Facebook uh, is one of those friends that you haven't accepted their request yet. Yeah. It's, you know, to throw out <laughs> on that, Facebook. To throw that little political thing out there, it's yeah. kind of like Nike. I'm just not, you know, I am wearing my flag shoes that are made by a different company. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, just not. No, I haven't done Nike in a long time. So. I understand. Yeah. So Facebook, are, to me, is kind of up in there, too. So, um, And I know Facebook owns Instagram. You're like, hey, stupid. Yeah. Facebook owns well, Instagram. But you know. I like Instagram. It's cool for me. So I'm on Instagram frequently. So new work, that kind of stuff's on Instagram. Um, hey, thanks for sharing. Yeah, man. I had a good time. Thanks I appreciate you doing this. Oh, it was a good time. I like chatting. You got so. a big you got a big talk to get ready for tomorrow. I, yes, we're doing studio lighting, posing, right. tips, tricks, hacks, that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. But now I'm probably gonna get like a million hate mails or something. So please just be nice. <laughs> just, be, just be nice to Craig. Just be nice. Thanks, right, brother. Man. I appreciate it. All right, have a good day.